tools are for you to use. Hello, I'm Dave Marr. This is my podcast. This is your afterlife. I mean, this is not your afterlife, but this is your afterlife is the name of my podcast. And, and, you know, it can be a little bit your podcast, too, if you're listening to it. Our podcast, you know. Uh, So our podcast is called This Is Your Afterlife. This episode, I am very, very stoked about. Kimberly Michelle Vaughn is my guest, is our guest. And she is an actor. She was on not the most recent Second City main stage, I don't think. But she, she's she been a, a comedian on the Second City main stage. That was actually the last time I did improv was in the, the guest set at the end there. I had a buddy, uh, shout out to very funny British stand-up comedian Danny Clives. He was in town. I wanted to impress him, show him the city. I had some friends on the main stage and he got to do a set. And we got to do some weird little improv. And I met Kimberly. And she was one of those people who I just immediately, I mean, she's like a little bit of a ball buster. And I love that. And she was just so funny and natural. And 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 there's like a sharpness there. It's, it's like, a, it's not cutting. It's not, but it's, I, this episode is just a blast. I just had so much fun talking to her. This episode does what I want this show to do, which is whip back and forth between uproarious, hilarious conversation and deep, hard, difficult, sincere discussions. To that end, please know, I don't want to spoil too much, but Kimberly does tell a story a little bit later on about an abortion. So I will, I will say that, um, be aware of that. And, you know, a friend that, that died, I think it's probably, I think I could, if I were to put a content warning on the show, I think it would be fair to just say like, the podcast is about the afterlife, which, you know, inevitably means it's about death, which means there's a certain amount of morbid discussion you should expect coming in. But for people who are especially sensitive to those specific things, just know know that that happens a little bit later on. And Kimberly was so open and sincere and also so weird and somehow doesn't really know who St. Peter is, which was just a delight. And... Yeah, that's that's all I've got. I, I want to get into the episode. Beforehand, I want to say, please keep rating the show, reviewing the show. It helps a ton. So whatever podcast app you use, please do that. Also, my website is thisisdavemar.com, and I plug my newsletter every week in the middle of the show, but I really feel like I'm doing some good fucking work in the newsletter recently. I just wrote a piece about grief and the way in which people disappear after that first big traumatic moment and how that is the moment in which we need people. So I'm talking about that. And also, I'm claiming to be a comedian this whole time. So, you know, there's all sorts of exciting, surprising things happening in my world, in our world. So all of that said, 
I'm very excited for you to hear this conversation between me and Kimberly Michelle Vaughn. I grab your whip and take it back to Shatar when I'm in Ben had him, but yes, yes. So let's talk about dad. Right. <laughs> yes, let's do it. Okay. So to start then, here's what I want to ask you. I want to ask you to introduce yourself in three separate situations. The first mm. situation is you're in a ride share with a stranger. Mm. Situation two, you're at a Wait, party. Yeah. Question. I'm in a ride share with a stranger. Like the stranger's driving or there's a stranger. I'm doing like a lift share. E- either one. Okay, okay. Okay. Just a person you like do not know at all. Very low stakes in terms of, well, I won't, I won't lead it on more than that. Okay. Situation two, you're at a party introducing yourself to a potential new friend, like someone who you think is cool. You're interested in keeping the conversation going. Situation three, you're at the gates of heaven. Turns out St. Peter's there. Who? St. Peter. Am I like in a situation where I need to explain all of Christianity to you right now? I don't know who Peter is though. You don't know who Peter is? Peter's the one who, do you know the Bible at all? Um, I've seen it in hotels. <laughs> <laughs> He's the one who denied Jesus three times and then the rooster crowed. Did he really? Yeah, but then now people say he's like, I don't know if it's in the Bible or if this is just in like lore, but then he he supposedly he's the guy at the gates of heaven. And, you know, so imagine this is great. This is good practice for me. So to like... I shouldn't assume that everyone knows this situation. So or you, that everyone's Christian. Well, I'm not assuming everyone's Christian. It's only for the purpose of this question, am I saying okay, 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 Christianity okay, okay. is right? Okay. I'm interested in the answer, which is he's going to you and he's saying, okay, Kimberly Michelle Vaughn. You know, we have yeah. a lot of Kimberly Michelle Vaughns here. I'm going to need you to be more specific. I'm going to need you to help me understand who you are. You got to nail it down a little bit more for me. Okay. Are we going to improvise this together? Like, am I talking? We can improvise or or you can just tell me. I mean, it's a, it's up to you. If you feel more comfortable, if you need a scene partner, I'm okay. I'm okay I, I would like that. that. Yes, and with me. Okay. okay. So you're in a ride share. Give me that. Okay. I'll be, okay. All so right. I'm your, I'm your driver. Okay. Oh, I'm rich. I have my own <laughs> private car. All right. This is a black car. Okay. Okay. Great. So, oh, okay. you're Kimberly. Yes. What do you, what do you do? Uh, I don't want to talk about that right now. And scene. Great. So, okay. So cool. Yes. So that's in a ride share. Great. Will yeah, you actually say, will you actually yes. say you'll assert the boundary like that? Yes. Oof. I love that. I said, like, I don't really want to talk about it. Or I'll be like, why? What do you, you, you know what I mean? But like, I guess in like improv one-on-one, don't ask too many questions, but. <laughs> well, but yeah, but this is life, not improv one-on-one. <laughs> no, I know. But um, yeah, I would just, I don't want to tell them what I do. Yeah, totally. Okay, so you're at a party. Okay. And you're talking to a potential friend. Yes. Someone you've seen a couple times, someone you have have positive feelings for, say like a a me, for example, right? Okay. And I'm like, no, okay. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. Pretend basically someone who's like asking you like, hey, what do you, what do you do? I've, you know. How's it okay. going? I'm I'm Dave. What do you what do you do? And we're talking about like now, now, now. Whenever, whenever, whenever. All right. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Kimberly. <laughs> oh, hi, Kimberly. What, what's, your, what's your deal? Uh, my deal is, wow. Well. I know um, that's a big question. Just like, uh, what do you, what, what do you do? Well, right now I'm growing a lot of plants. I'm propagating a lot of plants and I'm selling them on the side because my ass is unemployed. But oh. I am an actress. Yes, 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 yes. And I used to work at the Second City and I really hope it burns down. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> so St. Peter at oh, the gates of heaven. Yes, you're right. Kimberly. Who are who who which Kimberly are you? Which Kimberly Michelle Vaughn are you? We got No, we got who the lot. fuck are you, Peter? Who Wh- the so, fuck are you? <laughs> have you read the Bible? Uh honestly no. Okay. Well, uh it's a it's a book mainly in hotels, but oh, okay. we I was one of the twelve disciples and I Twelve? I, no, okay. Yeah, what does that seem like a lot or that not many? I mean it's a dozen, that's cute. Okay. Yeah. It was pretty cute. I, I, so I, people call me the first Pope. I kind of betrayed Jesus really? like right before he got crucified, but then I, I made up for it by getting real. I kind of overcompensated a lot and started really kind of spreading the news to kind of make up for the fact that I betrayed him in his like darkest hour, you know? Oh, okay. So you're a newsie. All right. Cute. I'm a newsie, sure. Yeah, I'm a newsie, and uh, and my my job now is I'm kind of the bouncer for heaven. So if you could, I'm sure you're on the list. I just need to know exactly where. So okay, well, listen up, Peter Bouncer. Okay, so first of all, I don't pay because I'm a girl. Oh, there's no pay. payment. I just need to. I just need to identify you. Uh, I, you're 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 um you're, you're taking exception Did to he- things that I'm not asking. I'm not I'm okay. not I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I'm just asking you to help me understand you. I mean, you got to give me some drinks before you start trying to understand me. But anyway, my name is Kimberly uh-huh. Michelle Vaughn. I don't like Kim. I only like it when a certain amount of people call me Kim. Like if you're from the south, you can call me Kim. But if I meet you and I'm like, "Hi, my name is Kimberly," and you say Kim, like I'm just like something's wrong with your ears. Um, but Peter I feel like I'm the only Kimberly Michelle Vaughn. Um, so is that oh, like enough okay. for you? Well, I'm talking about across century, all of human history. I mean, we have at least a handful. Oh, okay. So you this have a lot heaven, of Beyonce? You know? Oh, yeah. Of course we have Beyonce's. Yeah. There's at least, there's two dozen Beyonce's at least. And Solange's? Actually, Solange's are rarer than you would think. There's only about three or four Solange's. Wow. I yeah. can see that. She is a unicorn. Um, all right. Well, Peter, what do I got to do? I got to flash my titties like to get into this fucking club. Like, what do I need to do? Okay, good. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> what do you hope happens when you die? I hope I wake the fuck up. I hope I wake the fuck up in, in a different exact- body. Okay. But I am not a bug, I am not a bird, and I am not any kind of animal. Like, I want to be, I want to <laughs> wake up. really adamant about that. <laughs> I do not, I don't like things that fly. So I don't want to be, like, I don't want to wake up and be a plane. Like, maybe in this universe, planes are actually fucking people. You know, like, it's like Thomas the Train kind of shit. I don't want to be that. <laughs> I want to wake up, and I want to be, like, another human being that is 
superior. Like I want to be that superior race. I'm not saying it's white, but I want to be that superior race. Okay. Okay. You want to wake up in a world where there is a superior race and you want to be one of the people who is a member of that superior race. That's right. That sounds actually fucked up when you say it. I didn't mean like that. I'm, I want to wake up and be superior, but at the same time, like, not like there's racism going on, but it's like, hey, that's still a thing. Like, I want to be, I want to be up top there. So your idea of heaven doesn't include the idea of maybe like oh, equality sure. or equity between people. You're, it feels like a little bit of a limited imagination. I mean, I, it's your heaven, but thank I'm you. Saying- uh, <laughs> um, I feel attacked. <laughs> Like, this is going to be put out somewhere and be like, this bitch is problematic. Okay. I, here, hear me out. I think that in every other world, there's always going to be some problem. There's always going to be some conflict. Why? Even because, can you, if you look at the world right now, like if you compare yourself to a rabbit, like a rabbit's life is fucking sad. Bitch, you gotta work. You gotta worry about the sky and the ground. Like you gotta worry about snakes. You gotta worry about fucking hawks trying to eat you, and you're just trying to find some carrots, or you know what I mean? Like just find a local garden. Like to me, that's a food desert for them. What the fuck? What's a food desert for rabbits? What is a local garden? The whole world is a food desert for them. It is a hard life for fucking (laughs) rabbits, for rabbits, or for even like um, chipmunks. You know, they have a two-year lifespan because no. even when they hibernate in the ground, a snake is like, ooh, okay. And then when they're up in the ground or up above the ground, they're hawks, they're eagles. So I'm like, even as an animal, you'd be fucked. And have you seen the movie Ants or A Bug's I Life? Have. Yeah. All right, A Bug's Life. Those ants, they were ants, right? Yeah, they were ants. And those grasshoppers took the fuck over, right? Scared everybody. Terrorists. Yeah. yeah. In every motherfucking world, there is always going to be some conflict where someone's going to try and just fuck it up. You know what I mean? And make it hard for you. I'm not saying it's not like there's not some blissfulness or some, some optimism. I'm just saying there's always going to be some conflict. So when I come back, when I wake up, because I'm on my life path or my life path number, number nine. Wait, 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 wait. So hold, my, hold, 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 hold up. What does that mean? Okay. So your life path number is like your, um, you have it one through nine. It can never be a double digit really. And that is the number that like when you add up your birth date. So you're on life path number nine and you're talking about waking up as a different person and how that meet is that, were you saying that relates to wanting to be superior? Yes. Like I, I need to look more into it, but I think like on your ninth life or your ninth, if your life path number is nine, you have lived one through eight and now I'm on my ninth one. So now it feels like I have a karmic year, but also I need to achieve my Dharma, which is like with some Hinduism shit. But, um, it's, it's, I, I, I feel like in my next life, if I fulfill my karmic duty or my Dharma, I gotta look that up again. But I will, um, <laughs> just butchering this whole thing, some real Hinduists would be like, bitch, you fucking ruined this. Anyway. Um, they're not I called will... Hinduists either. They're called Hindus. They're not Hindus? You okay. said some real Hinduists. Yeah. No, that's not what it's called? Okay. 
I make up words anyway. <laughs> but thank you for correcting me. I appreciate so, that. No, okay. I'm sorry. But so you. No, no, I'm no. Don't apologize for real. You so, achieve yes, your dharma, and then you achieve your dharma, and then in the next life, you'll be blessed with whatever that next life is like a higher achievement. So I want to be superior. I want to be Beyonce. I want to be Solange. I want to be J Lo. Uh, Megan the Stallion, she's hot right now. Like <laughs> uh, the next thing I want to ask you about is funeral planning. Yes. What right. What do you have planned? What would you like there to be? Mm-hmm. Are there, is there food? Are there songs? Are there events? Are there people? Anything you know you want to exist at your funeral? What yes. are those things? Okay. Well, buckle up, because first of all, if I'm murdered, if I'm murdered or like anything and you find my body, I want open casket. Everybody's going to see this body. All okay, right? tell me more about that, though. That feels I mean, like a punishment to. to the wrong people, though. I mean, it's for everybody. Like but they, why are you going to make your loved ones see you? In a, not Maybe if maybe they want to, but if they your loved ones don't want to see you in an open casket. Too bad. But if I, if I die in my sleep, like very peacefully, like all this stuff, like we're in a hospital bed, you know, cute. <laughs> I want to be burned. I want to be cremated. That's okay. it. Mm-hmm. Any other <laughs> requests? Any other ideas? You don't have Why to. Why are you taking this personal? How am I taking it personal? What am I taking like, personal? It's an open casket. Why I'm would not, you do that? No, I'm just surprised because the thing I've heard most people are like, I don't want an open casket. That's just creepy. I don't fuck it with is. it. That's true. <laughs> that's very so true. So you're like, that's right. I'm trying to be creepy. I'm trying to exactly. scare the shit out of people. I'm but trying to be like that fucking ghost up above your ceiling right now. Like I'm trying to be that creepy. You're referencing some visual shit that I'm about to cut that out of the podcast. No one's going to know what the fuck you just said. He has a ghost above him that looks like a chicken you're speaking, or a garbage bag. Like you're speaking bag. into my, my wastebasket, my, my computer <laughs> wastebasket right now. The, well, okay. so the thing about an open casket, mm-hmm. it, it feels like that thing demanding you show your murdered body to your loved ones feels to me like yelling at the people who are there at a show. Say there's 10 people at the show and it seats 300 and you're yelling at them for all the people who aren't there, right? Mm. It's not their fault. If you're going to invite the murderer to your funeral, maybe I get that, but why? Well, who knows? Maybe they might be there. <laughs> maybe they might be there. <laughs> you never know. They can't, you can't catch them all. What are all these Netflix documentaries? They're like unsolved murders. So here you go. But I'm looking to be optimistic that I won't be murdered. Yes. Or other shit. Um, but I will be cremated. That's what I'm gonna be cremated. I do. I'm claustrophobic, so I don't want to be in a, in a coffin. I don't want to be buried underground. I just want to be burned. I want you to throw me wherever. Um, hopefully with my husband's. Um, I mean, no, for sure with my husband. Just like throw me in together, mix our ashes, whatever shit. We'll just fornicate in a pot, and then you just there you go. Um, <laughs> But I, I do want everyone to dress up in white. And that's like Eastern culture customs where they like wear white. And I want you to celebrate. I want you to play I'm Every Woman by Shaka Khan. I want just so much good energy, good music. Because 
death is inevitable. And I feel like you can't just harp on it when it's like, all right, well, I mean, she, she had to go, like, we can't stay here. So it's like, celebrate it and dress up and bring good ass food. Like I love pot stickers. I really mm. love, <laughs> mm-hmm, I love what kind of pot stickers. You Pork, know, Costco chicken, has veggie. a great Costco. Yeah. <laughs> You're making it, making it uh, economical <laughs> on people. <laughs> That's kind. That's thoughtful. <laughs> yes, of course. So um, I would definitely have some pot stickers. I really like that. I love, I want it to be like, oh, okay. So, you know, when you go to the mall, the food court, that's when I want it to kind of be like, like you have options. I want people who are coming to my funeral. Uh, not my funeral. I guess my funeral, whatever. My celebration. And they have like the choice of like, you know, soul food like or like creole like new orleans shit because that's what i grew up on my family's from new orleans and i want that gumbo jambalaya crab cakes or like you know crawfish and then i want like thai food i love sushi i have all that and then i want to have um i guess the baro can be there um and i love taco bell why you don't have to include a place just because it exists. Some in people want to have pizza. Okay. Some people okay. just, you know, they're going to be like, I, I can't, but yeah, they'll just have pizza. You know, those people that are like, I only eat these three things. Yeah. So those children, <laughs> those the thing. yes. Uh, no children are invited. I'm sorry. You need to find <laughs> <laughs> no children. Absolutely. No, only puppies. And Oh, that'd be so cute. So once they like announce, like, all right, like, She's dead, and they throw me, and then they can release puppies into it. You know what I mean? Puppies into, into the, the ashes. ashes. Yes. This is not something you really, you really want that. that I mean, how much is it going to cost? I don't know. I don't think should. I don't think cost should factor into your answer. Exactly. So that's why I'm saying whatever the fuck I want. So I. Will but I'm have- not talking about cost. I'm talking about it's kind of morbid to like have puppies and just be throwing human ashes onto them don't you think i think it's weird if i'm throwing like if someone's throwing my organs also i'm gonna i'm gonna be an organ donor so yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's up it's dave if you like this is your afterlife you should go to this is and sign up for my free newsletter hella immaculate every week in the newsletter i share one a micro essay about an aspect of creativity or culture like the creative lessons of drag race thailand or the visionary anti-racism of hoobastank two a hyper specific playlist for example 90s beach xanax or polo de don set for 2008 pitchfork music festival after party where i saw julia styles and finally, a few actions we can take to pour water on our world on fire. Hella Immaculate is a way for me to connect with audiences beyond live venues and across the globe. And it's the best way to learn about classes I'm teaching, podcast updates, eventual live shows, and whenever I'm typecast as a homeless addict again on a TV show set in Chicago. Again, go to thisisdavemar.com to subscribe to my newsletter, Hella Immaculate. As you may know, I'm a DIY operation, so please tell your friends. A hard vouch means everything. Back to the show. This show, this podcast, is based on my my last one man show, and there's a premise I I put forth in that show where the whole the show is like everyone in this theater right now we're in the afterlife. These fucking bugs. I don't know. Can you hear the bugs on my on my end here? I mean, okay. I can hear them, but like not like okay, it's not. Cool. Yeah, good. So one of the premises. Th- 
the show itself, I say it's set in the afterlife. The minute the lights go up, hey, we're all here in the afterlife. And I'm kind of giving an orientation to people. And one of the things I say about this afterlife that we're in, I say, you are allowed to fully relive one memory. You're not stuck in it, but it also isn't just, you're not just remembering it. You're like dropping into it and re-experiencing it again. So if that were true about the actual afterlife, what memory would you choose to relive? Hmm. That's a, that's a great question. Um, would it kind of be like, would that be like my purgatory? Like, you know how you just relive it over and over? No, you're not stuck in it. You can, you can peace out anytime you want, but anytime you want to visit, it's just like a nice little room you can like pop into and go back into that memory. Hmm. I, I think it would be one of my final moments with my grandma, Shirley, and we have the same birthday and which is April 2nd. She, um, I don't know, like we, something about her energy is just like something that I've missed and she passed away in 2012. So I, I, I think of two rooms, either the old guest room that she used to stay in when she was really, um, like, I believe in like a later stage of her Alzheimer's and her dementia, but, um, early on. And then I go to this other room that's like early on in our old house, like our old house that was also like, like a lake in the Hills. And I used to just like sit in her room and she would tell me stories. And funny enough, she used to read me the Bible. Can't tell you a thing. (laughs) She, and she loved that thing. Um, but I don't know, just being in her presence, her energy. Um, I miss that. And just the stories that she would tell besides the Bible, but, um, (laughs) how would you describe it? What was her energy? Like, can you quantify it? Are there colors? Are there adjectives that go along with it? Uh, well, the room was hot, so she was very, um, it was very warm, and she always used to wear this nightgown that I now own, which is navy blue and um, magenta, and she, and it had, like, magenta lining around the zipper, and her energy was just so, um, it was very safe, and I feel like any time I was with her, time stood still, not in the sense of like, Oh, this is boring. Like I've been here forever. It's just like, whenever she was saying something, it's just like, I needed to pay attention. And I don't think when I was younger, when I was younger, I did not really pay attention to her. Like I should have now that she has um, passed on. I've been like, have certain bites and memories, or I feel like sometimes she visits me too. Like her, I feel sometimes like her energy and I'm like, she wants me to pay attention to something like stay focused. What are the bites that you still have? The thing, the times when you did pay attention? Um, uh, when she would talk about her, um, my grandfather and how he passed. Um, he was killed at work. And she was like, I'll never forget how. And I remember I used to ask her, and I know that would really hurt her. She was just, or not like hurt her, but she was just like, Oh, I'm like, why are you asking me that? Right. And I'm like, and I'm like, well, I, I just, I don't, I never met my grandfather. So I'm like, 
can you tell me what happened again? She's what like, was his job? He used to create moon bouncers, like those moon bounce machines where kids jump on. Yes. So was it he killed by a person or just something with the, the machine machines? fell on? <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. And like crushed it. But she was like, it was so weird. And like hearing it even from my dad, he was like, yeah, he's like my I, I was older, but my dad called me. And he's like, my dad and I didn't really have the closest relationship. He was just like, you know, my dad was just like, hey, I'm your dad. I provide. Boom. And my dad was like, we never just like got along. But he's like, he called me and he said he loved me. And my dad was just like, he's like, I don't know. Something's like, I feel like this is the last time. And with my grandma, she was like, he dropped me off at the airport. And she was like, I remember him. Like, he wouldn't let go of me. Like, he just wouldn't let go. He was just like. I love you. I love you so much. And she's like, I got to go catch my flight. And as soon as she landed, she got the news. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know why. Um, do you believe in like past lives? Like you as a per- like, do you? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I've read some shit about that, but I, I don't. Right. I don't have a lot. I don't have memories that resurface for me okay or things that i've identified as that do you i feel like i do like with certain things that like you know when you hear certain stories and they really just like hit you hard and it has nothing to do with you but somehow you feel very close to it i feel like that does Mm. relate to something that has happened in your past life in one of your many several lives years ago and for that that story just really like I don't know why that always stuck with me and why that, why I carry that around with her. Like, just like, just that heartbreak of losing someone and you're on your way to go do something else. And to me, that's like, like, that's just one of my biggest fears where it's just like, I could lose someone that I'm really, really close to and I'm on my way doing something else that I love to do or that I'm, I'm doing for myself or anything. And someone's just gone like that. Like just, I don't know. It's so hard to explain. Um, no, it, I, it makes sense. It's just interesting that your that this memory is something where you're kind of passive, right? Like it's a, it's your, it's about your grandma. She's telling you the story and the story isn't even about her. It's about, her husband. And yes. so it's, and it's a sad story. So it's really interesting to want to be in this space that is really heartbreaking. Like you said, to want to yeah. exist in this. And when you said bites from her, I thought you were going to have like little pearls of wisdom or something, which I'm sure are there, but it's like, it's really interesting that one of the things you took from her is this sense of heartbreak. Yeah. Um, I don't want anyone to hurt. I really don't. And especially her, cause she's like the strongest woman I know. And we used to argue a lot. I mean, Aries on Aries, we were like the same person and she would tell me to do shit. And I was like, who is this old ass bitch telling me <laughs> that I need to do this? But she was just like, she's like, you're just like me. And I, I couldn't understand that. But now that I feel like I'm in a, like I'm in a relationship where I, feel like if I were to lose this person, like, I feel like that'd be it. And for her, that was it. You know what I mean? Like my grandfather, she was like, he wasn't perfect. He wasn't, you know, like 
he wasn't like a perfect person and no one is, but she was just like that, that really stuck with her. And just the fact that the last time she saw him, she's like, I feel like he knew he was going to leave me. And that is just so eerie to me and beautiful at the same time, where it's like, even though he knows that some, I mean, he knows it's the last time he's still making amends with those that he wasn't really as affectionate with, like my father. But man, I mean, it just, I just feel like sometimes people know when they're going to die. And then the last things that they should say to those that they really care about. And that's why I try every day with um, my fiance to let him know that I, I fucking love you, you know, and I would never want to lose you. And even with my parents where it's like, you know, it's, it's going to come soon. And it's just like, I need you to know that I love you. And that's why I think it's, I think that's why I always go back to that with her telling that story, because I feel like that is a drop of wisdom where it's just like, let everybody know that you care about that you love them. And when you know, accept it. Um, and that you there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah. You just got to keep moving forward. My last big question is, what's your coma? Which I'll explain briefly just to mean, you know, I was in this coma for a month. That's, there are many moments in my life of transformation, but that is a pretty obvious one where before I was one person, after, and it wasn't a clean break, but after I'm like a different person. I'm wondering what is a moment of transformation for you that was like a death in that way, where it's like whoever you were before this moment, and it doesn't have to be some giant thing, but that person died and some new version of yourself was born. Yes. Oof. Um, who I think it's two things, but um, one, I definitely believe it was my abortion. When I had my abortion at the age of 18 and I was like, all right, like, this is it. Um, I, I just felt very confused because at the same time I was like, I didn't feel wanted by my partner at the time. And cause he was like, you need to get an abortion. I was just like, well, let's think about this. And everybody's like, bitch, no, like you do not need. And I was just like, all right, all right, I'm doing this. And as I was, you know, I went under, I had, a, um, I actually had to go under anesthesia right. for my abortion. Not all of them. I didn't know that, but not all of them you do. It's called oh, a DNC really? or something like that. Oh, okay. I, I mean, yeah. obviously, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah. maybe not obviously. I guess I could know about it. but No, yeah. Okay. But um, so, yes, I, I went in there. Um, it was like Chicago Women's Health Clinic, whatever. And I <gasps> yeah. yeah. Was your experience good there? Mm-mm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Never mind then. No. I mean, when I went in it was fine. But I was just like, <laughs> just like crying to like, all right, we're going to count back. How are you doing? And I was like, you know, it's good. <laughs> and just crying. Yeah. And then I woke up and I was in a wheelchair and I was just slumped over and in a dark hallway, it was empty. And I, I, I remember I was just like in a corner, just asleep in a wheelchair and just, whew, um, yeah, I was I was slunched, hunched over, excuse me, 
And I looked around and no one was there. And I felt so alone and abandoned that that broke me. And um, I left and my partner at the time was there. And um, he got me some Panera. (laughs) 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 He got me some Panera bread. We took the bus home and I went back in my dorm room and I just rested and he was there. And then the next day I was like, where are you going? And then he went to, he's like, it was spring break. And he's like, I'm going to Florida with some like girls. And I just, yeah. And I, I was just like, all right, I just, you know, don't want to live. And so, um, I called my mom cause she is so funny. Remember how I told you like what I told you the previous story, my mom called me the day of my abortion. I did not tell her that I was getting an abortion. She called me. She's like, what are you about to do? And I was like, I'm getting an abortion. And then she paused for a moment and she's like, good. Yeah. Cause I should not have been with that person. And sure. Yeah. But I should not. I can't imagine that it's good. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's still not easy to yeah. accept something like that. Exactly. But, um, so then she came after um, my abortion the day after she came to the city and we went to Shaw's crab house. Now my mom is from new Orleans. My family is from new Orleans and she makes the best gumbo in the world. And I ate, we ate at Shaw's crab house. And for some reason we always, I don't know why we ordered gumbo because it's never going to be like new Orleans gumbo, especially her gumbo. And we ate it and it was terrible. Nobody makes you cannot make gumbo that's like a gravy. So I'm eating it. I'm like, I can't eat this. And I'm just crying. And it's terrible. It tastes like shit. Like, why am I eating mashed potatoes gravy? But no mashed potatoes. Like, it was just terrible. And the woman, the waitress, bless her heart, came over and she was just like, is everything okay? And I'm like, no. Like, no. And my mom's like holding on to me. And she just let me cry. My mom just let me cry. Like, it looked, I looked crazy. Around all these motherfucking white people being like, what the fuck is happening? And we're just crying. I'm just crying over my fucking gumbo. And as I'm crying, my mom's just like, it's going to be okay. She's like, you needed to do what she needed to do. And she was right. I I, I had to do it. Um, and she was just like, it's time. She's like, you need to figure out what you need to do. You, Cause she's like, I feel like you're losing yourself. And cause it was the first semester of school. And it was my first time away at college and I was doing all kinds of shit, but I most, but getting pregnant was definitely the one where it's just like, all right, wake the fuck up. Like, what do you want to do? And, um, moving forward, I had the abortion and, um, I was still trying to figure out my major and I was not doing so well in my classes but I figured out what I wanted to do and I took an improv class and that's when I was like, I need to start acting. And I changed my circle, my circle around me after I had my abortion and after, um, my friend, um, my dear friend, Rodney Kyles Jr. He was stabbed to death at DePaul at a party and he's friends with chance. He's the one that introduced me to chance, which is funny enough. Sorry. I feel like I'm all over the place, but those are the two things that really changed me. The abortion, the death of a part of me, and then also a friend that was really close to me who, um, if you hear the song Juice by Chance, he says, rest in peace, my vagabond, that's Rodney. And he, yes, he was stabbed 
um, at a party. And it's weird because I was supposed to go to that party, but I went home. You were at DePaul? Huh? No, no, no. It was at a DePaul party. It was at, I went to Columbia. Mm, he okay. went to um, Roosevelt, I believe. Yes, he went to Roosevelt. But um, he, everybody was going to DePaul party. And um, he was like, Kimmy, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going home. I just, after I had my abortion and everything, I was just like, I need to go back to like the burbs in my family and just get myself together. And he's like, all right. He's like, well, he's like, when are you coming back? I was like, oh, I'll come back in a couple of days. Let's, um, let's chill then. And he's like, all right, bed. And I turned off my phone that night. Cause I was like, you need to get yourself together. I woke up so many calls, so many texts. He was gone. And it was just like one after the other. And I was just trying to under, like, try to fathom everything that was going on. And yeah, I, I was just like, I need to, this is a sign. Like I need to stop hanging out with this certain crowd. Not like the people were bad, but in order to be where I wanted to be today, especially to be working, to be a full-time actress and writer, like I need to get my shit together. And what I was doing was only harming myself and those around me. So, um, I, 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 I definitely, a part of me died and a new person was grown or born. Excuse me. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Was, is there any, are there any good parts that died? Are you like, do you miss any of the, like, you know, for lack of a better term, like pre abortion parts of yourself? Yes, because I feel like that was also a part of me, like, because I was changing my hair, I was dyeing my hair, I was changing my clothes, I was doing whatever I, and everyone sees as the problem. Like, oh, you're you're cutting your hair, you're dyeing your hair. Oh, you want to get tattoos? Oh, you want to do this? You're smoking weed. Oh, you're doing Adderall? You're snoring it through your nose? And I was like, yeah, I'm snoring it through my nose, because I'm trying to hit it hard. Like, what the fuck? And so (laughs) so there's, like, parts of me where it's just, like, that... That innocent. So you miss snorting Adderall. That's I miss the snorting Adderall. No, <laughs> I mean, you're like a real, a real tender, important part of me died. You know, the part of me that used to fucking crush up Adderall and snort it. That's right, and then hit the blunt, and then listen to some weekends mixtape. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, that's a good combo for a weekend. That first mixtape, yes. that glass table girls. Oh my god. Oh, for my, me, it was the morning girls. Oh yes, the morning. Wor- that is like, dude, the morning is top that's so good 40 songs for me all, all time. that money the money is the motive yes and drinking like, alizé with a cereal for breakfast oh dude Ooh. girls got in calves at dawn quarter to seven yeah fuck yeah that song is so fucking good dude. so good yeah so yes yes there are some good parts i don't think they died i think they were just like buried for a while because it's like hey uh, you can't be drinking and smoking and snoring Adderall and all this shit. Or like, oh, one time I did meth. I thought it was ecstasy. Yes. That was not my fault. That was my operations manager when I worked at Export. Anyway, so. <laughs> that sounds like a very Export thing from everything I've heard about Export. But so it's like this freewheelingness sort of. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I mean, now that I have the downtime, sure, I could do this. But I feel like that's maybe, I guess it is dead. Yeah, I, I can't I can't go back to that. I can't. Yeah, I like <laughs> my memories of the we my like the things I can't go back to 
are the way I enjoyed the weekend. Like I can't enjoy the weekend. And I was in like a toxic relationship. I was high all the time. And it's like, I just can't, I can't reclaim that place. I, I hope not to, but there was a purity of feeling in some of those moments where you're just like, yes, you know? Yeah. Yes. 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 Some of those weekend lyrics are dark. And I like felt that shit, dude. Like some of that dark, misogynistic like murderous shit like oh i you know it's it's i know it's bad but i'm saying like there were parts of me that were like this resonates i look look back and i'm like it resonated too deeply i'm glad we're out of that place but in that time where you're just so angry and you're so like high and you're so everything like yes it's weird to miss that stuff but like we miss toxic shit sometimes absolutely exactly you're absolutely right there is, and that's what makes it toxic. You know what I mean? That it's so addictive. Yes. Yes. And that is, and that's something where I look back where I'm like, man, I was fucking crazy. And people are like, like, especially um, my partner, he's like, oh, do you miss it? And I'm like, no, it's not like I miss it, but yeah, but sometimes kinda, I miss yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> like, damn. Last question is a one question lightning round. Oh, and okay. it's just kill one thing. What is one thing in culture or everyday life that you wish you could just extinguish? And you're bugging your eyes out at me as if I'm asking you to like, I'm put I'm telling you to like put a hit out or something. I'm just saying like, you don't have to murder a thing, but just something that you're like, I wish this was gone from the earth forever. Mm. Mm-hmm. Racism. Sure. Okay. Well, that's a very big one. Is there some aspect of race, like, or or you can tell me more about racism, but is there some like specific manifestation of racism that you're like, if I can only tackle this one part of it, this part of it is the what I want gone. You know, I, I would like to tackle the the fact that people that like to go back in time, like this is our back in time episode. Stop going to motherfucking World War Two. And go back to slavery. Go back to Amistad. Go back to Africa and be like, stop. You know what I mean? Like, don't <laughs> sell your own people. Like, that's what I want. Like, okay, gotcha. So you're saying the whole, like, kill Hitler thing is overrated. You're it saying- It is so motherfucking overrated. Kill because, the slave owners or the yes, slave traders. Yeah. Get to the genesis of all that motherfucking shit. Go back to Peter and be like, bitch, Peter, <laughs> you fucking, you should have let Jesus in the first time. You know what I, I mean? I think you're still misunderstanding fundamentally I, I <laughs> what Peter did, but I understand what you're saying. Jesus, okay, so Peter's like, he, Peter didn't look at Jesus like how everybody looked at Jesus. Jesus was on trial and their people were out in the courtyard. And so the rooster crowed three times. And every time the rooster crowed, people were like, oh, you're friends with that, that guy who's about to get crucified, who's in the trial right now. Like, you know him, right? And he was like, nah that he's not that's not my dude i I don't know him and then people asked him again the second time it crowed and then the third time it crowed he was like convicted and he was like oh fuck i'm like denying my friend who i also happen to believe is like god um what yeah i'm not really there's a problem well yeah but then he really worked hard to to atone or overcompensate for it, depending on your point of view. If he comes out with a mixtape, I'll listen, but 
I'm not. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. That is This Is Your Afterlife. And if you want to follow Kimberly Michelle Vaughn on Instagram, you can go to at Suburban Black Girl. But black and girl do not have any vowels in them. So it is Suburban B-L-C-K-G-R-L. And from there, she's got links to her work, videos, the plants she really is selling. You can follow me at This Is Dave Marr. That's on everything. Please sign up for Hello Immaculate at thisisdavemar.com, and I will talk to you next week. Have faith, you are human, only human, and human beings they do.